Hi there, you're listening to the Business of Making podcast. This is episode number 33. Social media is only the start of your customer journey. We talk about what you should do next. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Business of Making podcast. I'm here once again with my lovely co-host, Jess. Hello. And Deb. Hello. And this week, we're going to be talking about social media and how social media is really only the start of your customer journey. It's definitely not the end of what you should be aiming to do uh, and what you should do after social media. That was a really bad explanation of what we're going to be talking about but once we get into it I'm sure you guys will understand what we're going on about but first I just want to do a little uh shout out for um someone who's left a lovely review for us and you too can leave a review if you would like on any like any of the podcast platforms that you listen to us on um apple podcasts where else can they leave reviews our facebook page is a good facebook option page as well. if you mm-hmm. want to go to the business of making.com forward slash Facebook, that would be great. So this review is from Smeen and it says, I've been following and listening to the Create and Thrive podcast, which is also amazing. And when Jess announced that she was joining Michaela and Deb to do another podcast, I immediately subscribed. Thanks. (laughs) Yay. The wealth of knowledge from these ladies is vast and I love how it is a lively discussion on whatever topic they are covering. I'm fairly new. I am a fairly new maker and my business wouldn't be where it is today without these podcasts. That is so nice. That is so sweet. Thank you. And I know who this is, so thank you so much. That's such a lovely review. Yeah, (laughs) that's really, really nice. It makes us feel good too. So thank you so much. I like how she says it's a lively conversation. Lively. (laughs) Very lively. <laughs> I think that's a given with three people. I mean, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think we have something a bit special here with the three of us. So mm, yeah. yay, us, yay for everyone who's listening. Thank you. <laughs> so let's jump into it. Social media. Um, the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because we see a lot, a lot of people out there focusing solely on growing their audience, uh, really worrying about social media, what they're posting, looking into algorithms, all of that stuff, which is important, but sort of thinking of it as the end goal. So growing your audience on social media being the end goal. And what we want to talk about really is um, social media being the starting point of your customer journey and what you should do from there and where you want your customers to go. So what do you guys reckon? Let's jump into it. Who has something to say? <laughs> well, I, I want to just clarify um, and get out of the way because some people will know where we're going with this, is that the salesy, jargony term for this is basically a sales funnel. So if you've heard that phrase before, a sales funnel, and either you don't know what it is or it sounds a bit icky, we're going to talk about that, but we're trying to clarify exactly what that means. Um, customer journey is another, I think that's what you said earlier, is another nice way of phrasing it. So we're talking about thinking about a, a journey that your customer will go on from when they first discover you 
to when they become an actual customer, when they click that buy button and buy something from you. And some, uh, like Mick was saying, a lot of people think, okay, well, I just want to get them on my Instagram and then they'll be a customer straight away. And that does happen, of course. Like we're not saying that that doesn't happen, especially if you have shoppable, pin, uh, shoppable pins. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about Pinterest all of a sudden. <laughs> Which also is, uh, do we even have that in Australia yet? I don't think we do. Um, Instagram, shoppable posts on Instagram. You may actually be able to kind of cut out some of these middle steps and people might buy directly from your Instagram feed, which is fantastic. However, if you don't have that or, you know, you want to foster a deeper relationship with your customer, then there are other things to think about and other ways to get them off social media and connecting with you in other places. Mm. Hmm. Yes. So the, the idea is that like, if you imagine it being like a funnel, so there's the wide part at the top and then the narrow part at the bottom. So not everybody who follows you is going to become a customer, right? So you might have a thousand followers on Instagram and maybe what, five, 10% of those, if you're doing really, really well, are actually going to be paying customers. That's a really good conversion rate. Yeah, it's amazing. Like (laughs) a normal conversion rate is one to 2%, like 2% is okay. So that means for every, uh, let's say every hundred people who come to your shop, two people buy something. Mm. But that's a really good conversion rate. So on social media, it's even wider because, you know, heaps of people might be following you just because they like, you know, they like your stuff. They might have found you at a market or somewhere else and they just kind of want to keep up with what you're doing. Uh, You know, I follow a lot of people who I've never bought from and never plan on buying for from um, just because I like their feed, you know, because it's a a pretty stuff, you know. So you've got to remember that as well that, those numbers aren't necessarily reflective of your customers. Although at the end of the day, of course, the more people you can get in the top of the funnel, I'm totally doing air quotes here. <laughs> I do that a lot when I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> I always feel like I need to say I'm doing it. Um, the more people you can get in that top part of the funnel, you know, just by logic of numbers, the more people you will end up at the bottom who actually become customers. And that's, I think that's the point where people get really obsessive about growing their social media because they see that um, the potential for that. The more people you yeah. can reach, the more potential customers you can get. I think um, that's also where a lot of disillusionment or um, despondency comes in because people don't realise those conversion rates exist. You know, like they see that they have 20 people commenting on a post so they think those 20 people are going to click through and buy something from their website and it's just not not how it works. So, um, yeah, just keeping in mind that those big, big numbers, they, they filter down to little numbers and the little numbers are good and it's normal and it's not, um, you're not failing. I have, <laughs> I have a few um, students who come through and they, you know, they, and it's a, it's a traffic thing and we can get into this in other episodes too, I'm sure. We can get into it now, whatever. Um, but I have a lot of people come and they're like, oh, I'm just not making enough sales and their conversion rate is like 10%. I'm like, wow, you are doing amazing. You just mm. don't have enough people coming to your website in the first mm. place. So those big numbers at the top of the funnel are just not big enough. You need to reach, reach more people up there so then it filters down to, to have, yeah, more, more sales at the end of it. Yeah. But we're taught what we're and what we want to really clarify today is this fil- like this filtering um, journey. Like yeah. there are stages of this, and you can 
get more people to the bottom of that funnel, like turn more people into actual customers by encouraging them on this journey. Mm. And building engagement and trust as well. I think there's a lot of people who think because they have 15,000 followers are going to make so many sales, but barely anyone engages. And you can see that on Instagram, those big Mm. accounts that grew really quickly years and years ago on Instagram. And then now they're getting as many as smaller accounts in terms of like likes and comments because they're not engaged. And so that doesn't really guarantee you anything because not everyone that's following you is actually going to see or post in your feed because we follow too many people for Instagram to be able to show us everything that we're following. Mm -hmm. So they have to decide on how, uh, what am I going to show this person uh, to this person in their feed? And they do that based on what you've engaged with and what you've liked. So you need to be sure that your followers are engaging and liking and commenting on your pictures and and that's really the most important part. So it's really using social media as what it is, which is a social platform to build a relationship, build that trust with followers so that they go into stage two of that funnel, which is that middle part of the funnel, which is um, engage followers, engage fans and people who are going to subscribe to your email list. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> guys have you signed up yet for our live interactive email workshop series it is open now for registrations we've got three workshops for you you can sign up for one two or all three and we've got a follow-up facebook group that's available for one month after the workshops so that you know if you can't attend live or you don't get everything done you'll still get to work with us on your email marketing to get all the details and to join us you can go to thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops Hope to see you there. But yeah, that is generally speaking, when we talk about a funnel, that is the next stage is you want to get people off social and onto your email list. Uh, That is ideal. Or some people are also using like Facebook groups these days instead of an email list, which I don't think is a good idea. I think Facebook groups and an email list is a good idea. Mm. Um, Some people have like, you have, say, let's say the top of the funnel is your Instagram feed, your um, Facebook page, and then the next step down might be a Facebook group, and then the next step down might be an email list, and then the next step from there is buying one product, and then the next step from there is someone who becomes a really rabid fan and buys your stuff consistently. Mm. So that might be sort of this one potential funnel. And there's not just like it's not, there's not just one way, yeah. but generally speaking, the steps are, you know, get the person to, to know you somehow or, you know, come up to come across you, engage with them, then get them on your mailing list and then sell them something. I think we're in that general list. We're skipping an important um, step, which is to get them to your website in order to get them on your mailing list. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, you could send them straight to a landing page, of course, but um, I think you're then skipping an important part of the relationship building, which is them getting to know more about your brand and your website is the best place to get your brand across because even if you do send them through a Facebook group or a Facebook um, page or any other, you know, platform that is not branded with your brand, as in I'm talking visual brand as well as, um, you know, everything else that goes into a brand, um, you're, yeah, you're kind of missing that step so they if they're going straight from a facebook page or group they kind of know um a bit about the the personality of the brand and they know Mm. sort of the tone of voice that you use but it's not the whole picture whereas Mm. on your website they can get the whole picture 
And then um, that it just goes, it's just another step towards building that relationship and getting them to realize that, yes, they are really like into you and they want to go to your bedroom, which is the email list. <laughs> so, I like I that. I'm sure you guys have heard that, that analogy, like the, the social media is like the party, like where you meet people mm, and everyone's social cocktail party. Up, yeah. yeah, And then getting them to your, um, I guess the, the website is kind of like you're inviting them a bit deeper into the house, like maybe giving them a tour and, you know, showing them all the cool stuff in your house. And then it's like, <laughs> Hey, this is like, I don't really like this analogy. Cause it's kind of, bit weird but anyway yeah i like it it's like come to the bedroom and let's get them to fall in love with you on the business of making podcast we give you dating tips (laughs) and advice to grow your sensual life and your business no i think it's good because but that is really good though because it explains like whether you like the analogy itself or not it does it portrays really well the idea that you need to build trust and mm. you need to explain who your brand is and what you're about. You can't just be on social and be, buy my product. And then people yeah, come into my bedroom right now. Yeah, like, come into my bedroom. Like, that is just like, no. it might work for some people, but the majority it won't work for. No, yeah, it just definitely won't work for 99.9% of people. So it's really about building that trust and that confidence. And I agree to sending people to your website. I'd say for people who have Etsy shops as well, it is possible to, uh, do that via the type of post that you're posting, explaining mm-hmm. the behind the scene and who you are and your brand and your product. And so then when you take them to a landing page, they sort of already know enough about you that they're like, yeah, cool. I know your stuff and I want to jump on your list. Yeah. Um, but it is good if you have a website, even if you don't have a store on your website, even if it's just a page or two about you and your product um, that then links to your Etsy shop, that's fine too. Yeah, one way I used to talk about and teach this was like imagine like um, an old-fashioned wagon wheel and you've got the centre circle of the wagon wheel and then you've got all the spokes that come out from it. Your website's like the centre of that wagon wheel and all of those spokes are leading to all the different ways you bring people in. So Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, markets, advertising, like they're all different they're not the end of the story. They're not the centerpiece. You know, those are all things that are supposed to draw people back to your website at the end of the day. Yeah, I've heard that um, that described as an octopus as well. All the, oh, yeah. All the different legs are like going and suctioning onto stuff and grabbing people back, but you all, like, you want to get them all back to the head of that. <laughs> I find that kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about the, like, suctioning and, like, going. And- oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Way too early in the morning for that. <laughs> this is like the freaky episode. Sorry, I know. sorry, guys. I don't like it at all. I don't like freaky analogies. <laughs> um, but oh. you know, the reason you want to take them to your website, I don't want people to stop at that though, because would they really no. need to go that step Correct. further, which is yes, the email list? So like, if people yep. get onto your website and then they like it, if they if they go into your website and they don't like it, well, that's too bad. <laughs> Yeah. But if they go into your website, they like it and they leave without signing up to your email list, you've really missed out on the opportunity to convert yeah. someone that already likes your stuff to being an email subscriber. And that's really, really the job that you need to be focusing on because, and I think we've talked about that in a previous episode about why you need an email list, but email really is the one way that you can control to actually get back in touch with them. Like if you have a promotion tomorrow and you put it on Facebook or Instagram, you have zero, like you don't know how many people are going to see this post. Mm. Whereas with your email list, you know exactly to how many people you're sending it to. So it's, you know, then they can decide to open it, click it and buy or not, but you, you have so much more control. So it's really, really important to not stop just at the website or the landing page or whatever, but to really get onto that email list, which is why we're doing this workshop. When is it? It's in a couple of weeks. 
I feel like yeah. we need to get our slides ready, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do. And we're going to, like, because the biggest question a lot of people are like, well, how the hell do I get people to sign up? We are going to talk about, well, we're going to teach you how, exactly how, in the yeah. workshop. Yeah, so. we'll teach you how to set up your email list, how to get people to sign up, what to actually send to that email list once you've got one, which is a bit hang up. Like, what do I do now with <laughs> this thing? Like, so we'll teach you all of this in, like, this three-part series that we've got coming up we're really excited about. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be super fun. And it's a live workshop. We're yeah. going to be there live interacting with you. Yeah, so, so it's going to be exclusive fun. Ask us questions. Say, that didn't make sense. Explain it again. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> promise I won't Wait. do any bedroom talk. That's oh, she's <laughs> promised. We have to hold her to it now. <laughs> but, yeah, if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go to businessandmaking.com forward slash workshops and all the information is there on exactly what we are doing and what it's all about. It's going to be sweet. Hey there, Maker. If you're loving the show, you can show us your support by becoming one of our patrons on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. We have behind the scenes content, we've got shout outs, we've got links happening. There's a whole bunch of different rewards for becoming a supporter. So head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support to find out more. It will really help us to make sure we can keep bringing this show to you every single week. Um, yeah, going back to that social media thing, though, I was just thinking in my head, I'd like people to realize that social media isn't about the sale. Again, I know I keep on saying that, but it's really, I don't know, like I'm going to throw percentages out just for giving us an idea, but they might like, they're not based on any scientific data at all. I'm just making them up. (laughs) But you know, I'd say you should expect from social media like that, um, like almost like you know what? I'm not going into the percentages because I don't know what I'm doing with them. But a part of your social media strategy should be to actually get people to n- know you, so the top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. And then the mo- the most important part is actually getting them to re-engage with you on that same platform. And the sell part on social media is really only probably like 10% of your job on there. Like it's not where your focus needs to be because it's not where the sell is most likely to happen. Yeah, mm. And I think people really need to shift that mindset, mindset around social media because so many people are like, I have a Facebook page, but I'm not making sale. And it's like, it is not where you should be trying to make sale. Yeah. They're just, it's just one tiny, tiny, tiny section of the pie. Yeah. Like, and it, people think of this, um, I don't know, I, I keep going back to this all the time, but people are so hung up on one specific aspect like their Instagram engagement or the Instagram likes or whatever. And it's like that's just one tiny little aspect of the whole picture and you need that whole um, the funnel, you need the journey in place. Otherwise, that's why it's not working because the people have nowhere mm-hmm. to go and they don't know what they're doing and you haven't told them what to do and you don't have a relationship with them or, you know, mm-hmm. any one of those things. So. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Instagram as an example uh, of something of how you can foster this. So the first thing is obviously that link you have. Um, the link you have on your Instagram is really, really important. And there's a few ways you can play with that. Uh, if you are running a sale or a promotion, uh, then probably having the link to that at that time is a good thing. Don't forget to edit these things. Like don't forget to update things like your Instagram link when you're doing different stuff. Uh, I think that's a really important thing to do. Uh, another thing you could potentially do is have an Instagram landing page. This is a really, really good idea. So you can use a free service like Linktree or you can just, if you have your own website, 
I recommend actually these days that you just create your own on your website. I, you know, like with all those link tree and link in bio and mm. like all those things, I, because I suppose I've always had a website, mm. I just don't, have never understood them. I'm like, why don't people just put a page on their website? For people who don't have websites. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly who it's for. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, like if you just have an Etsy shop and that's it, then use something like Linktree. But if you have your own website, have your own yeah. Instagram landing page. It's especially with modern editors, it's so easy. You just like put a button, put a thing. Um, and for and the nice thing about that is you can track clicks from Instagram. If you have your own website yeah. and you have your own landing page on your website, you can track who is coming from Instagram, which is like the holy grail because no other bloody way can you track that. So um, yeah, that's really really good. And then in that um, landing page have like your promotion whatever it is um your um we again using the jargon but your lead magnet the thing that you're using to try to get people to sign up to your mailing list literally have a link there to it Mm. um have a link to your shop have a link to you know your blog or whatever if you use a blog as a deeper way to connect with your customers or a youtube channel or whatever else it might be then have a link to that there so that people can explore and get to know you on a deeper level Mm. yeah and then actual posting so let's think about so instead of just when you post to something like instagram or facebook instead of just randomly going oh this post is interesting or fun think about and it doesn't have to be every single post but think about how you can foster this customer journey how you can encourage people to actually take that step so fostering engagement fostering people actually clicking on that link it doesn't necessarily have to be the picture but in the caption and what you write always think to yourself what is the point of this post what am i what am i trying to get someone who sees this post to do because that is what you want to be thinking about when you post on social media yeah. you want to be thinking about a call to action that is the thing that you want them to be doing once they've seen this post. Mm. So I'll hand it over to you guys now to talk well, about that. We talked about that for a little while in the Q&A series part two, which was released, I think, a few weeks back. So we could probably try to sort out right now which episode number it was. I'm trying to, but my computer is not working. So <laughs> anyway, go back and uh, listen to it because we, we did talk about uh, Instagram engagement and what makes people actually like and comment and engage on your posts rather than just scrolling through and looking at your picture and thinking, yeah, cool, and not really engaging mm. in what makes them take that next step, which is clicking on the link on your bio or commenting or sharing that post with their friends. So I think this was a good one because we sort of talked for, like we couldn't stop talking about mm. it for a little while. Yeah. We got carried away. <laughs> so <laughs> go back and listen to it if, you're, if you feel like it. And I think it would be good for a full episode on that too because it's a bit scary. Like the caption didn't used to matter so much, I feel, on Instagram. Mm. Uh, or even on Facebook or anywhere where now for some reason, because people are just got better at it, you're expected to be really good at writing captions, which is definitely not always easy. Sometimes you're just looking at your screen going, oh, what do I write to go with this image? (laughs) (laughs) And the captions are cut off now. They used to just be fully available. So you really have to, that first two lines, you really have to capture people's attention in your caption. That was episode 29. Thanks, Mick. No worries. Um, I was also going to say that with that call to action, um, and again, I'm sure we probably mentioned this in that episode, but not not everyone, sh- not every caption should be, no, sorry, not every call to action should be linked to your website. Like no. as you just mentioned, Deb, it can be, or both of you said, um, you know, get ask them a, 
a question, get them to comment, Mm. get them to engage, like learn more about your audience as part of your call to action and don't feel like every single one is trying to get that funnel going. Like it's all, Mm. it's not every single one doesn't immediately lead to the next step. It's no because you're fostering relationships. You need to stay on your platform for a while to get that relationship happening. And then Mm. when they're ready, they'll go across to the next step. You can't force people through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, think about, and and also um, with stuff like Instagram stories, don't forget to use those Yeah, because they have so many cool features, but also they're like more of a private personal behind the scenes thing. And so I'll often, you know, when I have something happening, I'll often jump on Instagram stories and talk about it. Like I'm, you know, I've got a course coming up or something else is is happening and give people a call to action that way. And it's even more personal because it's like you talking to them, Mm. which is really nice. So um, I guess if we want to just talk a little bit more, because we've talked about obviously from social media, then the call to action to whatever we want them to do and all funnels slash customer journeys can look different, but we've talked about the basic structure of them. Um, and of course we mentioned that the, of how to get people from your website or from your Etsy or wherever onto your mailing list, um, we'll be covering that in our workshop series. So make sure you sign up for that. And then I think if we just touch on really briefly then once we're in the email space, because we're not quite at the customer space yet, <laughs> making mm-hmm. purchase. So can we talk briefly about um, how we get then from sending emails to creating customers and getting purchases made? Okay, big question. I'm like, isn't that big a free question. workshop? I'm like, okay, where can we yes, start big, for that? Just so big we question. can touch on it here. I love how you always have the big question and then Jess and I look at each other going like, she's got us, got us. <laughs> I literally pointed at the screen like, Deb, you're taking this one. <laughs> you've got two minutes to run this. Oh, God. No, but it's like an introduction because, of course, yeah. we are covering this completely in our workshop, which is a two and how, how long are the workshops? Each workshop is two hours long and it's Two hours long. So yeah. we're obviously going into it in depth of how you can do that mm. and steps to do it. But just so we make sure that we cover it, so we're not missing out on it in this episode. Summary of what's the point? Summary. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the first thing I always say is, yeah, you don't want to be salesy and sleazy and feel like get my product, buy my product, and not every email should be about get getting that sale, which is you're going to feel like, well, then what's the point? Like I've done all of this work already on social media. Then you're telling me I'm finally at the email list and I can't do that yet and I can't push the sale. And it's because it's pushy and it sells you and it's not, you know, it's not going to work. With that said, you are getting them onto your email list to make money. And so if people unsubscribe because they don't like it when you send a promotion saying, hey, new collection, hey, teaser of my Mm. product that's coming up, they're never going to be buying from you. So let them go and it's okay if they unsubscribe. So although you don't want to be that pushy, sleazy person, um, you do need to be a bit more onto it when you're in your email list and, and really don't be afraid to actually showcase what's coming up, what you're working on behind the scene, but, but always with the intent of showing, Hey, this is a product you can purchase or mm. the collection I've got coming for Valentine's day. You can, you know, uh, get in, get it here with especially cause you're on my list. And so you have this special discount, whatever it is that you're doing for them. Uh, keep in mind that you're in, you're in it for the money. Like I had to say it, but at some stage mm-hmm. you, you need to, you know, put your business uh, shoes on and, and sell your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of every single email should have some sort of call to action. Yeah. Like all of my ethereal emails have a shop now button at the bottom, even mm-hmm. if I don't necessarily say anything about shopping, which I normally do. 
but there's that link is always there. It's yeah. like, if you want to click the link. And you know, as a consumer, it's actually really annoying when it's not there. Oh yeah. Yes. Because you, why am I subscribed to you? Cause well, I want to buy from you. Yeah, Literally, even, even in emails that I get from, um, where it's not buying, it's maybe logging into something or whatever. And they have information in there and I'm like, okay, yep. I'm ready to log in or I'm ready to buy. I'm like, Oh, there's no fucking link here. Like I've got to then go search and that's yeah. not going to happen. So yeah, no. you should always have a link to the, to your shop or website. Make it easy for them. And images like mm, yeah, images of your product. Cause people click on that. Like me, the first, like I'll just read the email. And if there isn't an email with like a little image that reminds me what the product is or, or I don't know, it just grabs your attention and that's what makes you want to click. So I think even if you're not going for a hard sell in the email and you're just, Hey, this is what I've been working on coming soon in the shop. Just mm. have images at the bottom of either what's coming soon or uh, my bestseller, you know, click it to see what the bestsellers are, whatever. Just always a reminder of what your brand, what your shop is like, because people get a ton of emails. Like yeah. they don't open your emails in like the, for three, like three emails that you send the fourth one, they might have forgotten who you are and be like, who is this person again? Like, do I unsubscribe from this? Whereas if you see either your face as a maker, if you're, you know, if you, are this type of brand where you put your face uh, on your emails and social media a bit more often or your products, like pictures really are important for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think like when I send out an email, there's two. So I have two lists, obviously. I have one for my jewellery business and I have one for Create and Thrive. So my jewellery business, I send out emails not on a super regular basis because my focus in the last few years has not been on um, repeat customers so much as new customers, whereas create and thrive, I send out like clockwork an email every week with a link to my new podcast. So I'm actually sharing every single week with my create and thrive mailing list. Um, and we do the same here for the business of making mailing list. We send out an email every list, uh, email every week with a link to our new podcast. So we're sharing useful, um, content, but at the bottom of those create and thrive emails, I, have started and I didn't do this for years. And I don't know why, just because I was an idiot, obviously. <laughs> but for, for you know, seriously, like I, I have at the bottom of that email some a link to one of my products, like one of my evergreen products that's always available. I have a little promo for it because it's like, well, just because someone listens to my podcast, they don't necessarily know about this this e-course I have available because I don't talk about it a lot because I've had it around for a couple of years, you know? So I'm using that opportunity to educate them about stuff that will help them if they want to take that next step and actually buy something from me. Mm. Um, So stuff like that, like think about how you can just, no matter what your email is and what you're talking about, have a way for them to actually click through and buy from you. Make it easy for them. Make it easy for them. I think that's the takeaway here. Like if you are... If we're starting back at the beginning of the funnel at, at social media where you're trying to get your traffic from and you're just expecting them to go straight to the purchase, that's an incredibly difficult step for someone to take. Like it's if, we, if you're thinking about a staircase, you want them to go right to the top of the staircase in one leap mm. and it's very hard. So why don't you turn it into, this is me with my metaphors and analogies. We've had so many in this yes, episode. So I'm like, it's you are metaphors today. I love it. So everyone, I'm like, that's a good one. That's a good one too. Ten are they metaphors or analogies? Though? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I always okay. forget about the difference between those. <laughs> it's something. Someone will tell yeah. us. Um, turn that into an escalator so people can just ride up. Yes. <laughs> like make it easy for them um, yeah. because you want to try and remove as many barriers to purchase as possible. So 
Yeah. And guys, if that sounded like a little bit much, that last part about what do you send in your email mm. list, just join us for this the, the workshop. Even if you already have a list and you're not interested in the first two workshops, then that one about, actually, that's the second one. Anyway, you'll see all the details <laughs> on thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops. But that workshop about what to send to your email list, you can buy them individually as well. So join us just for that one. If you're like, I have a list, I never use it because I don't know what to send. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure that you finish the workshop with three months of content ready to send out so that you know exactly what to email. Because um, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, just. Yeah. Once you get into the habit, it'll it'll become second nature and you'll just keep doing it. So yeah, that, well, honestly, yeah. once you've done like three month, a three month calendar, you're just yeah. like, you know how to do it. And you're like, well, yeah. I know how to do the next three months. Then like, it will teach you um, how to think about this thing so that you can every three months sit down and just batch that content and know what's coming up and, and never feel like, what do I say in my email next week? And then you don't do it because you're like, I have nothing to say. No one cares about my stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that six months goes by and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I couldn't, Am I going to email these people? But they don't know who I am anymore. They're yeah. all unsubscribed. But then it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Also, it, to that point exactly, I think um, knowing what your customer journey is or your funnel or whatever you want to call it makes it actually a lot easier to know what to post on social media as well because mm. you then understand that it's not actually a sales platform. It's about building relationships and that, you know, you'll, you'll get into a certain rhythm about that as well. So mm. when you feel stuck about what you should be posting, you'll be reminded that, oh, I'm just, just trying to learn more about these people and just trying to give them value. Like mm. that's kind of awesome. Yeah. So. I think we need to do a whole episode on what sort of posts you can post on Instagram. Have yeah, we done so. that yet? I don't think so. No, we haven't, but it's been a, the last few weeks we've been talking about it each time mm. each episode a little bit. And I think we should maybe, yeah, focus on one episode doing just that because just like a list of ideas so that if you feel yeah. stuck, you're like, okay, well, I can talk about this. Cause there are always stuff that you can talk about. There's going to nurture that relationship, build that trust with your customers and take them. Yeah, sure. yeah totally. Cool. Okay. Well, that was good. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were great. Thank good. you very much. <laughs> we were fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much again, everyone for listening. If this has, um, prompted prompted's not the word i'm looking for but if this has uh sparked any questions within you um about this topic please jump over to our facebook group and or page wherever wherever we are come to us (laughs) instagram Um, Instagram. uh yeah let us know what your questions are um because we might be able to pop them into a future q a episode as well so um definitely yeah come and join the conversation after the fact also like everyone in our facebook group has like you guys have the best conversations like we don't even need to (laughs) jump in you're all like just chatting to each other and giving each other help which is so awesome because that's the whole point of this is to you know build the community around makers and make sure that we're all supporting each other so thanks guys for being so proactive in there it's really fantastic and make sure that you jump onto that um the workshops i'm so excited yeah yeah one little thing we forgot to mention about the workshops is if you are one of our patrons, well, if you're a platinum patron, which is $5 a month, it's not like $10,000 a month, um, our <laughs> platinum patrons, one of the perks you get as a platinum patron is early access and discounts to anything that we put on, any workshops, any in-person events, anything like that. So those people are going to get a week access a week early, uh, not to the workshop, obviously, but to register, and they're going to get a nice, sweet little discount. So If you want to get access to that, make sure to head on over to patreon.com forward slash T-Bomb, that's T-B-O-M, 
and become one of our supporters because you will actually get it's actually you're going to save money like literally yeah. if you say if you sign up as one of our patrons it's going to save you money on these workshops so go check that out and you know you get to help well you become a producer don't we we call our platinum supporters yeah, producers of the show because you help us make this possible and help us be able to afford to keep doing this podcast. <laughs> Let's be real. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It costs money. <laughs> costs money um, yeah. But we do do it for the love. At the moment, we're yeah. really... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing we like each other. Yeah, it is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think, um, I think that's it. You guys don't have any last points at all. I mean, no. we could talk for hours, I'm sure, about everything yeah. we talk about. But I think it's just being aware of the customer journey now. When you do, when you do any stage of this of this this whole funnel thing, um, just being aware of the other stages and kind of tying it all together instead of thinking of those things as disparate, separate things. Mm. Like my Instagram's over here, my website's over there, my email list is down there, and when I think about one of them, I don't think about the others. Instead of doing that, bring it all together and make it one mm. parent journey, yeah. one current system that all is pointed to getting people to turn into not just customers, but hopefully fans, like super fans who will keep buying from you over and over again. That is the ultimate thing. What is it um, Seth Godin talks about in a thousand true fans or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think that's the name of it. That's all That's yeah. all you need to, mm. to be successful. Mm. So if you've done that, you're doing pretty bloody well. Yeah. yeah. So I think if you go back and listen to this episode again, or if you're just totally switched on, you will realize that I've given about 50 bajillion call to actions in this episode. <laughs> so I'm not going to do any more. I'm just going to sign off here and say thank you again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just thanks. Thanks for being around. We love you guys. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Business of Making Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.